welcome y'all. It's my favorite podcaster, Donna D and the Urban Mommy Podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe and share, tell a friend, and hit that bell to keep up with the latest updates, because you don't want to miss what my girl got to say. I'm just saying. <laughs> the Urban Mommy Podcast. Let's go. Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Donna D, a.k.a. The Urban Mommy, and I am back with another podcast. Today, I am joined by Rella B. Welcome. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming. So let's start by introducing yourself. Well, my legal name is Gabriella, but I go by Rella B. That's my creator name. And I decided to get into children content. So I wanted to have a different name because I do not like it when little kids call me by my first name. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So how did you get started writing children's books? So I actually... I'm a flight attendant during my day job and I have a lot of free time. And because of that, I tried to be more productive with that free time. So I started writing, I've always loved writing. And I figured that I could write some impactful children's books about different things that I struggled with when I was a child. So I would just use that time to write. And now I've decided after doing that for probably about six years that I would start publishing them and see what happened. So do you, ever read them like to kids I do read them to kids I go and do appearances at different libraries or bookstores I also read them online on YouTube as part of my read aloud at Relevy Books YouTube channel okay so how do the kids take it so far So far, I just started November 15th, so it's been exactly a month. Um, I haven't gotten a lot of feedback because comments are not enabled on children's content on YouTube. The people that I have talked to personally said that they enjoy it, which is really nice. And I have about 2,500 views so far. So I I feel like it's okay. Okay. And... Tell me again, so what makes you go with children over adult books? You know, I really feel like that was a lapse of judgment on my part, to be honest. I did write an adult ebook actually about finances, and it's just a guide of how I deal with my finances because I personally like to pay my bills by the year now. And I felt like when I started doing that, it really opened my eyes up to how much money was impacting my thought processes because you always see money coming in and out of your account but when you start paying your bills by the year lots of bills become cheaper because they give you a discount for doing it annually and then once you get to the point where you can just pay that bill for the year you don't have to worry about that money continuously coming out of your account or where your money is going um i started doing that because of the pandemic actually i didn't want to be out of a job and like not know what was going to happen next. So I started paying my bills really far in advance. Um, and I actually wrote an adult book about that, but I haven't published it yet. Okay. All right. So I know you say for your children's books, you get the ideas from things that you went through 
as a child. So what are some of those topics that you have for your children's books? So one of my children's books is basically about financial literacy for kids. I remember my parents telling me like, oh, you can't do that right now because we don't have the money or maybe we can do that a little bit later. But they never really explained all of the aspects of money, like the fact that you can get a loan and if you're in debt, you have to pay back this money to somebody else and you may be trying to work really hard to do that or even like saving and investing. I feel like those were not conversations that were had in my household. And because of that, I've created a book that's just a very simple book that explains some concepts to children. And then I hope that it fosters a conversation afterwards about saving or investing or debt and how to look at that as a child. Okay, so what ages are you kind of going after with your books? So for my books, I would say it's about three years old to eight years old, just because there's different aspects of the book that you can focus on. A three-year-old knows what money is. They normally know what a bill is or a coin is. Um, And then for my other book, it actually talks about comparison. There's lots of times that I'm scrolling on social media And I'm like, wow, I wish I had that or I, you know, would love to have that, but I don't have that right now. And that's what my second book is all about is just being grateful for what you have, because in reality, you don't actually know what's going on in somebody else's life. That is true. Do you keep the same characters in every book or do you switch it up? So I actually, these are two different series. They will have the same characters within their series, But one of them is actually just shapes. So there's lots of different colors, lots of different shapes, irregular shapes, and then regular shapes. Um, So for little kids, you can go over your colors and the shape recognition with them instead of like the deeper meaning of the book. And then as they get older, you can pull out some different lessons in the book. It's called If Shapes Could Talk. And so in that series, it'll be all about different shapes that go through different things, whether Uh, It's comparison or eating healthy or adopting a pet, just different things. And they're all shapes. And then um, my other series is Mama, I Got a Dollar. And so that one is the beginning of the financial literacy for littles. And then going forward, it'll just tackle different aspects to start a conversation around different parts of life for little kids. Okay, so are you writing full-time? Are you still working? So I still technically work, but it's just not a lot. I have a lot of free time as a flight attendant. You normally have at least 12 days off guaranteed, but I'm at the point where I have like mm, like 25 days off a month. Wow. (laughs) Wow, and then you pay your bills by the year, so you have a lot of flexibility. Yes. Yes, I've been working really hard to try to create this. That's awesome. I mean, this is a little off the what we're talking about, but how is it being a flight attendant? Oh, you know, people always ask me about that. And I personally do not like it. <laughs> but no, I don't like it. But I mean, I started doing it when I was 21 years old. It's been a really long time. It affords you a lot of opportunities and that's amazing. I've gotten to see a lot of things. I've gotten to meet a lot of people and I love to travel. Um, But the job itself, after the pandemic, people are 
not as considerate or kind. Um, the economy is doing weird things right now, so lots of airlines are just struggling. It's it's not super glamorous. I've been stranded for six days without a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of downsides to it, but there's a lot of blessings around it as well. Okay. Wow. Okay, so where do you see yourself going, you know, with your writing career? So I'm really trying to make this an ecosystem. I have my read aloud YouTube video where I read my own stories as well as other authors' stories. And the reason I do that is because if another author tells them to go look at my YouTube videos and they like their book and then they watch my video with my book, then maybe they'll purchase my book. But then after they purchase my book, it'll also tell them that I have a read aloud podcast. So I hope that they go to the podcast and listen to that as well. And I'm hoping to be able to monetize the advertising space, my books, the space on my podcast. I'm trying to make it an ecosystem. Sorry, I'm trying to make it an ecosystem around just children's entertainment. And I don't see a lot of representation in the read aloud space as much. Um, and I want it to be that representation because whenever I watch read aloud, it's either the pictures themselves or someone that doesn't look like me. So I decided to do that. Okay, I like that. What about TV? Do you ever think that you can turn your books to TV at some point? Because there is a big, especially with representation when it comes to TV for our young kids. Like, look at Gracie. She is she has taken over. <laughs> I know. I love Gracie Turner for my daughter. <laughs> it's so catchy. It is so catchy. Um, right now, I just have a YouTube channel. I mean, I would love it to get to that point. I just am not sure how that would look right now. Okay. So, as you were growing up, did you always think that you that you always wanted to be a writer? You know, as I was growing up, I actually, we had to write these little autobiography books and they had them printed like an actual hardcover book and they sent them back to us. And we got to illustrate it and everything ourselves. And that was the first time I got to write something and have it in that type of format. And I remember how amazing I felt about that. And I just wanted to write books. Um, but it's funny because as a child, I dealt with a lot of different challenges and anxieties that now I'm tackling as an adult by accomplishing these things. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting uh, how everything comes full circle. <laughs> That's amazing. So, so I guess you didn't technically do a career change because you're still a flight attendant. But I mean, at some point you may do a career change, right? Yes, I'm hoping that in the next eight months or so that I can have just creating content be my sole means of income. And then I can just fly, I don't know, a couple times a year if I want to. Because I can't say that the benefits aren't my favorite thing. Like I love being able to hop on a flight and fly to see my family in North Carolina for free. Like, there's nothing that can replace that. Um, right. So I, I probably would never quit that job. I'll just continuously scale down. Mm. That's good. Do you have any books about travel? 
Not yet. No, no, not yet. <laughs> yeah, that would actually. There's a whole um, like YouTube, not YouTube, Instagram handle. I think it's like Blacks That Travel or Kids That Travel, a travel school, but it's like Blacks. It's something like that. Some of those words together, but you got to put it together, and it's like a group of Black blacks and they take their kids all around the world and they travel i think that would be a great idea for some books you know i would love to write a book about that especially because i grew up in japan for three years because my dad was in the military Mm -hmm. um and it was really interesting because my mom would take us places like germany and normally when we went to these different places we were the only black people there and it was just it was a very different experience so I would right. love to write a book actually about that. I've never thought about it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be awesome because just like you said, I would I would watch the different pages. I would I would follow the hashtag and I would see like the little kids and they would be in all these different places like Japan and Germany and just all kind of places. And like you said, it would be the only blacks there and they would just be learning. And instead of sitting in class, they would be you know, learning. So they'll be at the Eiffel Tower actually seeing the Eiffel Tower instead of just, you know. So that'd be a good idea to do some books and then, you know, just a good idea. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for that idea. I never, I'm like, that's such a big part of my life and I've never even thought about that. <laughs> yeah, because you, I mean, you have the the perspective that you have, many people won't have. Right, and that's really important too. I really try to like, even when you ask me, what is it like being a flight attendant? To me, that's just normal. So I don't even think it's interesting. But lots of people do find traveling and, you know, being a flight attendant or different jobs interesting. Because, um, like, I have no idea. What what do you do? Right. I, I sell insurance. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, uh, but, you know, I, I work with older people. So I have a, my perspective is usually working with, older people and I I listen to their stories and stuff like that so it's you know it's interesting I I, I love it you know but we all have our lanes and I you know so that's kind of you know what I do see and that's really cool like I have no idea about insurance I've tried to learn I'm like car insurance life insurance that's all I know (laughs) yeah so it's it's the health side of it but it's like you know it's it's cool I'm I'm like a slow person or whatever but it's cool but like like you said you live you lived in japan so that's like that's big that's awesome you know a lot of people can't even didn't even visit japan so you live there you know and then you you see your father's in the military so you've traveled around a lot i would assume yes i have and i i would go back to japan in a heartbeat the funny thing is i really don't like to fly so those long flights are not my friend um but I haven't been back to Japan since I moved from there. And it was beautiful. The people were extremely kind. It was very clean. Everybody was super respectful. Um, And something that I envy actually about the Asian culture in general Mm -hmm. is that they have such a strong sense of cultural identity. Whereas I personally feel like I lack that because my family my nuclear family has always been just my mom, myself, and my brothers. My dad would deploy a lot. Mm-hmm. And my extended family lives all over the country. So there's not a lot of traditions or 
just things that I can feel like this is part of me. This is part of my culture. It's kind of like I'm wandering aimlessly trying to figure that out so that I can share something with my daughter later on. It's really interesting, I think. Well, there you go. That's another idea. You need to do a military baby book. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's a huge, huge, huge market, you know, because y'all, that's a, I never thought about it that way. Y'all like, y'all lack identity because y'all always moving around. Right, right. You feel like you have a strong sense of cultural identity. I say that as like an American black woman too. Like, do you feel like you have a strong cultural identity? Somewhat. I mean, I live in New Orleans, so we kind of have our own thing going on here. Like, we, we're big on culture, so but we have our own culture. Um, and it's a black culture, but it's more of a New Orleans culture. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's a just a black culture, but it's a black New Orleans culture. So we're big on culture, so it's different. I'm not sure I would be able to say that if I lived somewhere else. So I, I completely get what you're saying. Okay, because yeah. I've, I've been to New Orleans, and... It is really interesting, like the the sense of belonging that it seems like people from New Orleans have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's very similar with lots of places that are in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in Las Vegas and I've lived in Las Vegas for longer than I've lived anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And out here, like people barely say hi to you. <laughs> you live there so, now? Yes. My nieces live there. I don't remember where they live at, though. Oh, it's super small, so I'm sure they live within, like, 40 minutes of me, no matter where they live. Yeah, their dad, their dad is military, and he's a police officer, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they probably live super close to me. Yeah. Do you hear a lot about Vegas from them? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's and I've been, I've been supposed to visit for a long time, and I definitely think I want to visit, because... Everybody keeps going and doing all these concerts. So I definitely need to <laughs> come visit soon. Wait, where's my phone? Let me see. I need to come visit soon. So maybe I need to really come. <laughs> yes. So definitely. how do you like Vegas? Um, you know, it's hard to leave Vegas. Mm-hmm. I love New Orleans. I don't see myself living in New Orleans, but... I like to be places where a lot of things are happening mm-hmm. and Vegas, there's something happening all the time, you know, like mm-hmm. just like New York or maybe Florida, Chicago, things kind of close around like three or four, I think, but mm-hmm. I couldn't live somewhere where the stores are closed on Sunday. <laughs> right. Let me see. So we could see this. Oh, I can see it. They live out here in Vegas. Yeah, the two the two girls in the back. Oh, they're adorable. Are yeah. those your kids in the front? Are those all of them together or? Yeah, the the two the little one in the front that was my nephew. Um, I was trying to find my brother. He's a he's a police officer and he lives in um Vegas. He's a he's a police officer and he's I forgot something in the military. I forgot exactly what it was. He's gonna okay. be like, How don't you know what I am? <laughs> you know, military get mad if you say the wrong thing, so I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> I know, I know. So much of my family is military. They're all they're all interesting. <laughs> yes, 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 they are. Yeah. So where else is your family from? Are you guys all originally from New Orleans? Yes, we are all originally from New Orleans. 
for the most part, we are all here. But after Hurricane Katrina, people started moving around. My brother went to Vegas before because he's, you know, he was military. So both of my brothers actually live in Vegas. I have two brothers that live in Vegas. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, they went before Katrina. But after Katrina, a couple people in my family kind of moved around. But for the most part, we were all here in New Orleans. So, and that's like I said, that's why we have such that strong culture because we're all here. Yeah, see, I wish. I only lived with my family in North Carolina for six years, but I was six when I moved, so it wasn't a lot of time to be able to be super close with them. Mm -hmm. um, and now, you know, I only see them once or twice a year, which is nothing if you think about it. You right. know, let's say I live for another 70 years, but I only see them twice a year. Right. That's only 140 times in my the rest of my life. Like, that's not a lot. Right. And then that's even if they're there, those times that you go, you know, sometimes they go different places, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that is. It's, tough. it's hard. Like, I really want my daughter to be close to her cousins and yeah. I want her to have a sense of belonging in her extended family, something that I didn't really have. Um, but fostering those relationships is tough when you're not close to them. Yeah, and believe it or not, I want to move from New Orleans so bad, believe it or not. So bad I want to move because I almost regret raising my children here, especially for boys, because it's like they get sucked in to, if they're not strong, they get sucked into, like, the streets so fast. And if, like, they don't have their own mind, they go down the wrong path, like, so fast. And I really did not want to raise my... I don't want to raise my kids here at all. And I have two little ones, and I kind of want to leave. But my family is here, and it's just, like you said, I don't want to leave, and then they lose everything. Like, have all those... I mean, I know it's, it sounds crazy to even say those relationships are just as important as the opportunities but then sometimes it is you know because you want your kids to have strong relationships and so that they can look back and have a you know have family and have this and that but then you also look and you want them to have you know opportunities and you know it's 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 a lot I'm not gonna lie I'm like it's it's a huge I, I think about it every day I, I promise you I, I really wish that I, we can move away and be happy somewhere but I w I'm not going to lie, I would miss my family so much. I just wish that we could all move to the same place, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I have been telling my mom and her husband, they want to move to North Carolina in a very small place that doesn't have a lot going on. So I'm like, I really don't want to go there. But I was like, why don't we just all move to South Africa where we don't have to make as much money, but we could all right. live together and be so happy. Like... <laughs> Why right. can't we do that? We can move to Greece, like somewhere where your retirement can go a long way and then we can all retire together. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it could all be so simple, like Lauren Hill say, but it just but they rather make it hard. I mean, it's just it's it's tough. Um I don't know. I I just hate that that it has to be that way. Um, I don't know. I I pray every day and be like, Lord, just give me guidance. You know, raising kids are hard. How old is your baby? Oh, my goodness. She's three. And um, if I knew what 
I know now, I don't know if I would have had kids, but <laughs> yeah, it's it, I mean, it is Vegas hard. Is a good place. Vegas is a good place, though. I personally, I don't think so. Like having grown up here for a lot of my life, I don't think so. But there, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity out here, but there's also a lot of things that I think are not normal that you start to think are normal. Like you'll go to a restaurant and you see someone half naked, but that's okay. normal. You yeah. know, it's not like if you just go to Twin Peaks somewhere else, like Twin Peaks, other places may be like a little like, ooh, but here Twin Peaks right. is like TGI Fridays. And then there's places that are more on top of it than that. So, um, right. you know, you're driving down the street and you see all of these billboards for all these different things and yeah yeah you know you become very desensitized to different things and seeing yeah. different things i'm sure it's the same in new orleans because mm-hmm. i know how it is down there too i love it but <laughs> yeah and that's in the some of that is just the world the world is changing and too many like you said too many people becoming desensitized to it and then if you complain and then it's just i don't know I don't know what the world is becoming and then you don't want how they think you're approved if you have a problem with it but like you said like we're raising kids and this is the world that we have to raise kids in, and then we want to raise kids in a nice safe world but i don't know if that place still exists <laughs> i don't know right even going to the park sometimes like makes me nervous uh like if it's just myself and my daughter and then a man is walking through the park i'm like man like, why do I have to be so vigilant like this? Um, it's it's not a good feeling to have, especially with some of the different things I hear about happening all over the place, but in Vegas specifically, I'm just like, it's, it's not worth it. You can just play in the backyard and we'll just be in the backyard together. Right. Yeah. <sighs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay. So you know what? Now I understand why you write kids' books. You can stay in a happy place. <laughs> Yes, I can. Yeah, everything is there. I have ideas for other adult books that are fiction. Um, I just don't know if I have that much time to sit down and dedicate to writing like a 100,000 word novel right now. Um, But later on, like once I have everything down packed with the children's books, then maybe later on I can do another pen name for fiction for adults. Okay. All right. Well, we've come towards the end, and I ask the same question to everyone. So my question to you would be, if you can go back and talk to your 17-year-old self, what would you tell Gabriella? Because that's who you were back then. What would you tell Gabriella? I would tell Gabriella that she needs to step out of her shell do anything that she wants to without any sort of hesitation and not second guess where she's going in life. Because I definitely feel like I let peer pressure and having lower self-esteem affect me a lot more than it should have. And now I'm making up for lost time. Mm, Okay. All right. So tell everybody where they can follow you and where they can purchase your books. So you can purchase my books on rellabbooks.com that's r-e-l-l-a-b-b-o-o-k-s.com or you can look for them if you just type in Rella B Books, you can find them on amazon 
And then I'm also Relevy Books on all social media platforms as well. Okay. All right. Perfect. Thank you. Um, again, thank you for joining. I appreciate your conversation and thanks for getting off topic with me. But I just like, you know, listening to different people's perspective on, you know, especially when they live in different places. I like listening. All well, right. thank you so much for having me. This was great. Of course. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you to everyone who stuck around for listening. I hope you all support Rella B. Hope you get the books. Hope you follow and hope you um, stay with her throughout her career. And if the Lord says the same, I will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye.